Hello. Welcome to another episode of Lead Your Tribe. I am your host, Kyle Wood, and joining me as always is... Dale Solbottom. Good morning, Kyle. How are you? Great, man. Good, thanks. Uh, I'm excited, as I know you are, to talk about today's topic, uh, which has been sent in by a listener who will have a quick listen to their question shortly. Uh, But yeah, today's topic is going to be all about how to define your own success. Really interesting topic to dive into, really important topic to dive into because lots of people out there are trying to tell us how to define our own success. Uh, but really that just ends up with us feeling pretty unhappy. Anyway, we shouldn't talk about it too much, should we, before we listen to the question? <laughs> let's not take uh, Laura Sunder, mate. Let's play, that, uh, let's play that clip. All right. Hi, Kyle and Dale. Uh, First of all, I want to say thank you. I really do enjoy your podcasts and I listen to them each week. Uh, Thank you for inspiring us and um, being great leaders. Um, So I have a question that I'd love to hear more from you on, and that's about how to measure your success. I think often we look to the numbers um, as our measure of success. And this year for me, that's been disappointing. So I... um, need to measure my success with other values and probably less easy to measure and so I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that and how do you stay motivated when the numbers don't make you feel successful thanks awesome firstly thank you so much Laura for sending in that question Uh, Laura is in uh, Seattle where she runs love you fit which is an outdoor and indoor boot camp. Cool. It's, uh, I think it's such a relevant question, and I know I know we've been saying to people, if you've got questions, we want to hear them. So firstly, Laura, thank you so much for doing that because um, I know, Kyle, we speak about this quite a bit, but we've got our own ideas on what we want to talk about. But at the end of the day, we can do that all the time together. Like we'll ring each other and we can talk about that if we've got issues. But if we can help anybody in any way, and I think this question is, well, let's be honest. If for me, the biggest thing I want to say, Laura, is just getting through 2020, I think, it, and having a smile on your face. If you've been able to do that, then that is a success in itself. Um, never in our life have we ever had to go through anything like we have. So firstly, um, that's probably the biggest thing that I, when when I listen back to that, and I've listened to it a couple of times, Kyle, that that's what I think is the biggest success this year is if you can get through with a smile, you still have some form of connections in your life, your mental health and well-being is in a good place. Um, who cares about the numbers? I think if you've still got a business, that, that's a massive achievement. I don't know what, what you think about that, mate. Yeah, I mean, casting my mind back to February when this all started getting really serious, Uh you know, people would ask me, they're like, oh, is your business okay? And I'd be like, I don't know. And I don't think I'll know for like like several months because I have a business-to-business business. business. Uh, 
you know, provide a service for other businesses. I was like, really? That was a lot of businesses. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you call it, but hopefully people understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they call it like B2B um, business. Like my, as you know, I'm going to feel the repercussions later because uh, people, uh, because, you know, people lose their jobs, then they'll stop going to, you know, their boot camp. And then the boot camp will keep struggling along for a while. And then the boot camp may decide, oh, I have to, you know, stop paying for subscriptions and stuff to help me run my business. And then, you know, so I would like feel the ripple effect further along, which, uh, um, yeah. So, so yeah, it was like definitely a scary time. And um, I remember even about six weeks in when we'd just been going like just a reactive mode, like everyone. I took a moment then to like stop, slow down. I was like, we can't keep this pace going of like as much as we need to adapt and pivot, we need to also realize that this is going to be going on for a while. And um, if we don't take time to stop and reflect now on like and stop reacting to everything that's happening um, to really like, yeah, I guess like Laura said, like hinted at coming back to values and things like that. Um, yeah. And one of the reflections was like you said, like, if we can, if I can just get through this, if the business can get through this, then that will be a success. And actually, even if it didn't make it through, um, I think it was really came down to, for me, success was making sure that I acted with integrity during the time, didn't try to take advantage of people came from a place of um, wanting to help people and not just by like laying myself down on hot coals, (laughs) but by like really thinking about what do people need right now? What is my community? What is like my tribe need right now? And what are some ways that I can provide that without like, you know, destroying myself in the process? That was a long answer, but does that Mm, make sense? no, it was, but I, I think I think again that um, I know I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago uh, last week on my own about um, getting through this year and how things have changed dramatically. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I was very similar to you, Cole. I remember I spoke about this a while ago, but I was one day I was presenting at the MCG, the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and within the next day, my whole of 2019, I'd been planning this big world tour, and in with two days that whole six months was just cancelled and everything else. So, Laura, for, uh, it's probably pretty similar to everybody. If I didn't shift my goalposts or change what I thought success was, mm. I would have – and I did cry, um, but then I got on with it because um, I suppose if you're just worried about the numbers and the numbers aren't going to represent what you're able to do because a lot of the time you might have been locked down, clients change, they've lost their job, so many things out of your control have gone into it. So mm. – um, for me, my success this year, and I was very similar to yourself, Kyle. I think that's why, you know, we resonate so well together that I went from instead of what have I lost instead of now, how can I help other people? Because everybody was struggling and it didn't matter where it was. And yeah. one of the great things is I love face-to-face and I know so many trainers and speakers and teachers and everybody that listens to this, that is what we do. We feed off that human connection face-to-face. When that's taken away, you've got to figure out different ways. And I know that's when like Zoom Doom took over and webinars and everything like that. But um, my success wasn't coming 
from the financial rewards that I normally would measure it from as well, Laura. Like I think as business owners, it's not about the money we make, but we need to make that money because then we can have a bigger impact. We can invest that back in our business. We can uh, buy new resources, create new things. We can do things to help other people. Whereas I think during 2020, your success is probably measured on you know, how you help people when they had not much else to really be positive in their life. And and that's how I look at it. And what I found from doing that is that um, all these other opportunities come because you simply, and like you said, you're not taking advantage of people, Cole, you're really just trying to help people. And if you do that, people can see that. Um, So Laura, yes, you may not have had the financial rewards that you wanted, but think about the impact you've made and what you have been able to provide people when they may not have had many other shining lights in their life. And if you reflect on that, uh, I think that'll hopefully, and this is something that I hope a lot of people think that business isn't about how much you make, Kyle. It's about the impact you have. And it's sort of come back to Simon Sinek, the, your why, finding out your why. And if your why is to make a heap of money, awesome, but that's not sustainable and, you, and it doesn't matter. The, mo- the more money you make, I, very funny, sorry to go off on track. I watched this uh-huh. documentary on YouTube the other day of my wife, Bree, about Paris Hilton and how she okay. just is so driven. It was actually, I, I was a bit skeptical too, Cole, but it was so, she is just so driven that she wanted, all she wanted to do was make $100 million. And once she made that, then she goes, I'm not going to be happy until I make a billion dollars. And she's got no one in her life. She hardly sleeps. She lives on her phone. And I'm just like, that is not success. That is not happy. Yeah. She's traveling over 200 days a year, living in hotels, living on planes. And it really, after watching that, as much as I was just like, that's, I actually felt really sorry for her. I'm like, as much money as you've got, mm. your life is horrific. I was like, everything you're doing, it just, it made me feel made me feel a bit sick. And so for me, Laura, if you watch that and you'll probably realize that the value and your success comes down to the mm. impact you're making and the people you can share that with in your life. So yeah. if you've got a great support network, family, friends, clients, then that is success. It's not about how much money you make because if you've got those people in your life, I can guarantee, you know, once there's a vaccine or, or whatever is going to happen in the world, things will come back to normal and people will remember how good you have been to them. So like you, Kyle, sorry, I've gone off on a bit of a rant and I don't even know why I brought up Paris Hilton. I I remember just watching it going, oh, Dale, what are you watching here? But it really resonated with me that money money does not equal success or happiness. So I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, well, I think we get on a bit of a high when we watch those numbers, you know, climb all the time. And then we start naturally associating that with success because – the bigger my tribe gets, the bigger my community gets, you know, not just the more money I'm making, but the more people I'm helping. But I think like you mentioned or what came up for me was was the the coming back to the actual individual people you're helping because we get caught up in that that like group of people we're helping but coming back to the individual and that like one person maybe in your group who who like your service is the thing that kept them going like through this time and seeing that as success instead of relying on, you know, yeah, there's this overall, yes, yeah, just seeing people, you know, kind of as numbers, which, <laughs> which like I, I think listening to this is something you probably don't want to do. Um, or we think more is better, so 
more people I have, the better, the, you know. But think about there's lots of businesses out there that have millions, if not yet, what Netflix or like Facebook has like, you know, over an Instagram, over a billion customers, essentially users. But are they, what percentage of those, of those people are they providing a positive experience for? So it's really focusing in on on those individual people and the difference you're making for them. That's something that helps me. Uh, yesterday, actually, I was thinking, and I wasn't even thinking about this related to this question, but I was thinking about in my business, the times when I've been, you know, going all the way back from my personal training days, the times when I've been most hands-off as in, uh, more automated, systemized things like that have actually been some of the times I've been most profitable, but also like the least happy in my business. And the times that I've been the most happy and the most f- well fulfilled is other times when I've sort of been, you know, like get the waiters on, get in, you know, get into the, <laughs> go into the swamp where your clients all are and like really helping people and really like looking for those creative solutions and things like that. And that's actually yeah, been the things that have brought me the most fulfillment. So even though they're, they're also the times that have been difficult. Um, yeah, I was reflecting on that yesterday. It's, oh, well, I've always shied away from those difficult times thinking success for me is like success shouldn't just be success. It should also come easy in a way. Um, maybe that's just being a privileged white guy upbringing uh but yeah that the real learning curve for me in my late you know well i guess in my early 30s has been fulfillment and success actually you know success feels best when um there's some measure of like hard work and meaningful work not so much hard work but meaningful work attached to it yeah, well, and I think that just comes back to the impact you're making and having on people, and that's I think that's the one thing that I'm sure, Laura, as you go along, that you've had clients that have said to you this year that you're the reason that they've got a smile on their face, or you're the reason that they've got one positive in their life to keep going at the moment, and just harness those. And I know sometimes, and and don't get me wrong, it, money, as I said, it's important, but it is very hard to get think of that as success and not how much money you're making or have you progressed from year to year. But sometimes that's just not feasible. So for me, if I was really looking back, think it, look over some of your text messages, your emails that you've had from clients. Um, and I, I take a screenshot of those and I, in my phone, I've got this thing mm. called a treasure chest and any nice email, uh, message anything i saved that screenshot in a folder and when i was feeling down and don't get me wrong 2020 there's been probably i'm i'm a quite upbeat person kyle as you know (laughs) but there's been a lot of days where do you know what i mean it's been really tough so i'll go back i'll open up my phone i'll open up the treasure chest and i'll read some of the messages and the impact that i've been having on people over the years and it just changes everything. It, it's a really simple thing that um, there's there's scientific evidence if you're feeling down that laughter, um, exercise, and oh, what's uh, 
and music make you feel better. Well, I agree with that, but also reading lovely messages from people that you yeah, made a yeah. on their life, well, I yep. would say that that even makes you feel even better. Um, <laughs> so I, I'd highly recommend if people are listening out there, then um, that's probably something I would do. I think that's a really uh, powerful thing that's helped me this year. So um, I know I know just to move on as well, Kyle, that I, one well, of the other questions – sorry, mate, you just, go. Yeah. Just on that. Just on that, I do the same thing. I call it a praise praise folder. Oh, cool. And when I run I my did, I 31 days to a better boot camp, that's one of the tasks I have them do is, which actually I think Laura's done saying, is like <laughs> go back to that, that praise folder <laughs> and, um, and yeah, read through it. Uh, and another thing I did recently was I signed up for earlier in the year Trustpilot, which is like an independent website where people can review your product. Um, ah. and so that's been really amazing as well, like reading the reviews. So it automatically emails them after they've been signed up for like a month. Um, and we went back and emailed everyone who, who was an existing member. And yeah, it was just, um, that was really like during that hard COVID time, like seeing those reviews come in, positive reviews, um, where was just awesome. So that would be another thing. Like, can, is there a way you can like automate it so that new clients or even existing ones do a big round where you're like if you're feeling a bit down do a big thing where you're like hey i just signed up for this thing could you help out my boot camp by leaving me a review here and um yeah yeah and that that could just be like the thing you need to reflect and hear from your clients like the difference that you are making because sometimes especially online running things virtually now you may not hear that um or add to the end of your sessions dale a little appreciation thing. So before everyone jumps off at the end of the virtual mm. session, go around the group and everyone just says one thing that they're thankful for. Yeah. Or, or one thing that I know I've got my daily mission cards here that I've created instead of the same one thing you're grateful for, I say pick a number between one and six and I've got six questions that mm-hmm. relate to it. So if you had a said three, Kyle, today I'm excited to see someone because, or yeah. if you had to pick six, today I'm very proud of. Uh, so instead of, uh-huh. instead I like of, I've found this works better, instead of saying one thing you're grateful for, either roll a dice because it's excited and it makes it a yeah. game and it makes it okay to share. Um, so come up with six questions about your group and mix them up, make some funny. They don't always have to be gratitude. They could be uh, about people you appreciate or, um, things that you've loved this week in your session or things you're proud of, admire about other people. I don't know. Think about something that, and I talk about this all the time, um, particularly while we're still doing a lot of virtual stuff, to start or finish a session, do something different. It doesn't, if you're running a virtual meeting, do something different. Don't just get into it. If you're running a virtual PT session, start with a fun game or a reflective thing. Change their mindset. And I think that's essentially what you're saying there, that people, I think, remember the start and the finish. Whatever happens in the middle, it can be anything as long as the start and finish are good. And it's very similar when we're talking about, you know, creating the perfect workout, Kyle, that it's the same with getting this reflective, you know, praise for yourself and for each other. And also when you hear nice things, it's contagious. It rubs off on other people. So I think that's a, a really good thing. If you're not already doing something like that and it scares you, it's probably like if something scares you, I know you were talking about this before, Kyle, that, it's definitely worth doing because that's when you see the most growth, most development, and you come out the other side feeling so good and empowered. So, um, yeah, if you haven't done something like that, I know I've spoken, we've both spoken about this a lot, that we're really big into, you know, finding the positives and not the negatives and changing that mindset. So why not do that at these sessions? I think that's I think that's an awesome idea. So, Kyle, 
uh, Laura was also talking about how to stay motivated. Now, mm. I want to know because this like it's really hard when things are going when things aren't going well. How do you just keep getting out of bed and saying I'm going to dominate today? Like what what do you do there? How do you stay motivated when I don't know? It feels like there's not much to be motivated for. Yeah. Oh, it's a I tough think, question, mate. It yeah, because really I, I think part of it is is it is up to the individual and I think it's a journey we all go through in running our own business that we think we start a business, we think it's this separate thing that we run and very quickly, especially being a sole trader, we work out how important our mental health and mindset is to the business because if that's rubbish up here, it's going to be reflected in the way we show up in the business. So I think maybe Laura, you're at that point where you're starting you're starting to see that and how your emotions are tied up in the business as well. So and I think we because it's not maybe talked about heaps, I mean it is, but it's always it's always done with the so people gloss over that challenging bit and then focus on the the you know rosy bit at the end where they became super successful. Uh, although you, you found this, I know in some of those autobiographies you're reading that they they talk about those struggles as well. But yeah, that's that's where I think it's really it is a bit of trial and error in working out what works for you. So I can share what works, what I've discovered works for me. So um, for me, it's um, consistency because that's something I won't do naturally so i need to make sure that i have like consistent times a day that i work um and by doing that one it takes off like it's one less decision i have to make because it's not like when am i going to get some work done today it's like this is the time um and it's short bursts because i'm a sprinter i'm not a marathon runner so and i like physically as well (laughs) and in exercise um i can move fast (laughs) over short distances but anything longer so his nephew's really into running and it's like, he's always like, run with me, run with me. I'm like, okay, we'll run like 50 meters <laughs> and then I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, I've had to, I've recognized that in my day-to-day life too. So for me to stay motivated, I need to have short bursts of work with, um, with rest. Um, I need to spend some time of the day in, uh, or not so much, I can go to the day, but some time of the week in, some sort of creative activity. So whether that's play, as you talk about, Dale, um, or, you know, something else. Uh, The book I'm reading at the moment, they're talking about how, like, a lot of these, like, super intelligent people throughout history, like Leonardo da Vinci and all these musicians and things like that, they did some form of art as well as, as, like, being really switched on with like engineering and things like that. Like nowadays we think we have to be like one person and we have to put all of our attention in this one spot. But definitely for me, engaging in lots of different activities is really stimulating and helps motivate me when it comes to work. And then the other thing that's been really big for me is, um, is like nature. So not just moving my body, but actually like being out in nature. It's just like a magic. People look for a magic pill for being happy. <laughs> it's like, for me, if I go two or three it's days not- <laughs> without going out, I start feeling really down and I'm like, what's going on? And it's like, oh, I haven't been for a walk in like two or three days. So, 
but it, it's one yeah it's one of those like subtle things but when i'm doing it regularly i'm like man i'm so i'm getting so much done i'm so like <laughs> i'm so motivated <laughs> i'm so like productive and i won't put it down to the walk i'll put it down to like all these other things that i've got in place and in reality it's like <laughs> it's because i'm keeping up that habit of like staying active and getting out in nature so that's yes that's yeah, why that's I, for me I love that. The, you Dale? yeah and then yeah, yeah. Well, and I think uh, for Laura as well, I'm just looking at my notes and mine's very similar that um, for me, when I'm not motivated, I, it's not that, it's not that I force myself, um, but I will l- try and lock in a podcast interview with somebody because normally what I find, uh, yeah. even though I, I feel down um, by listening to somebody else, I, I switch something on in my mind and my brain that, um, I'm, I'm on and normally after that their energy because when you're interviewing somebody else and, and they're talking about things they love and their passion it rubs off on yep. you so that yeah. is one for me even though as hard as it is like to get yourself up when you're feeling a little bit down once you start everything else brushes aside and normally i i get their energy it's like plugging your iphone charger in i i zap their energy through yeah, the passion yeah. and that helps me or like today this is uh obviously a friday we don't normally record on a friday and um I normally take a lot of Fridays off. Like I just don't do a lot and I'll go to the beach or walk my dog. Um, when the golf courses are open, I always play golf on Friday. Um, but today, because in Melbourne, we're still in lockdown. Um, I've penciled in three hours today just to sit uh-huh. in my office. Of, we're right to go. Yeah. Cough, coffee delivery. Coffee. Oh, that's a bit flat. Oh, holy gosh. Um, but today, mate, I've penciled in uh, three hours that I'm going to be in my office. I've just bought a nice vinyl player, so I've got some mood music to play in my office. And I'm going to do the one thing that I love most, and that is creating new fun games. Um, yeah. I find when I'm doing that and I allow myself to do it, I get in flow and I absolutely love it. So um, that's that's what, you know, motivates me. And um I guess your answers there, Kyle, are quite similar in certain ways that we need to get out, we need to move our body, yeah. we need to find time for ourselves to do that creative creative work that, you know, is what we're really passionate about. Um, and, you know, and also take some time for yourself. And don't always force yourself, but I find if – you need motivation. You go back to the bones of what what you love doing, and that and that's not admin for me. That's not doing my zero account. Yeah, that's yeah. not invoicing because <laughs> I hate that. I, I blah, that is the worst. Um, I would yeah. never do that if I'm not feeling down. But what I normally find is after doing a podcast, like after doing this or after doing my creative work this afternoon, I might yeah. be able to do half an hour of that junk that I that I really don't like that every business owner needs to do because. The creative juices are flowing and I feel good again. So, um, Laura, I would recommend write down the things that you love. What got you into doing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, pencil that in. So um, I suppose, and the last thing before I, I cut, I'll let you go, don't compare yourselves to others. And I know mm-hmm. how many episodes have we spoken about this goal, like with marketing, <laughs> with your branding, with your story, and it's the same with your success. Do not compare yourself to others, period. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to find, because I think we all start off with someone else's version of success. Like, it's just natural, you know, come up through school. For me, leaving school, it was, you know, get a get into the hardest degree, like bachelor's degree. In fact, I got in a double degree that I can <laughs> and then do that and then get a high paying job from that. And then, I don't know, make, make shitloads of cash. And 
I discovered very quickly that that made me utterly miserable because the the equation (laughs) I'd taken out of that was the actual work itself, uh, what was involved in that. So, yeah, definitely redefining success for myself, which is similar to you. It is like working. And when you talked about doing interviews, for me, it's like when I do group coaching calls. So, when I run a, a, a Facebook Live you know, scheduled about a specific topic where I can engage or, you know, at the moment with the fellowship, we're running these, these like monthly coaching calls with each team. Uh, Like that really reconnects me with my sense of purpose and what I'm doing and creates meaning. And I think that's the big thing for me. Success has to come back to the work I'm doing that's meaningful. Obviously, if you can't put food on the table that's like a different question like the numbers and the money matters there but at a certain point um shifting that focus um away from that will will make a big difference and help keep you motivated um whereas if we're doing a lot of what we don't like like if we're doing a lot of what we don't like in the business in order to chase this someone else's idea of success if it's to chase your idea of success then you know, go for it. But yeah, uh, I wish we, I'm like, do we have like some questions? Um, values. Laura also mentioned values. So obviously that's, that's really helpful in, in working out. There's an exercise I do out of Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, which for those watching video. So this one, this is like all of her work but in, in for like businesses, like really for like, like bigger one. businesses. I reckon that's yeah, best. So yeah. That's her best one. Like. Sorry, mate. I reckon <laughs> that's her best one. This is the one I actually liked the least. <laughs> but that's the difference <laughs> because it was it was too practical. I, I like the other ones that are like more personal. But that said, like this is the one I, this has given me the language to talk to other people in a business sense about her work, which the other books, for some people, the other books are like less approachable. Um but yeah, but yes, it is. It's a that's it's a fantastic book, and there's a chapter in here on um, on values, on coming up with your own values, and it's around like how businesses always list like these certain values that they have, but in reality they don't do that. Um, so for they ages, don't. like and what do they Google's, mean? Do you, and like what do they mean? Do you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know I mean? Google's Sorry. one was, like, and, and a lot of time pretty... they don't make sense. Like, what's that mean? Yeah. Oh my God. Mission statements. Oh, the worst. Um, yeah. But yeah, Google's was always like, don't be evil. And that was like their big thing as they like disrupted the the internet by like creating the search engine. But now you look at them and they're like one of the biggest, you know, like hoarders of data and they've changed, you know, they changed the algorithm, like the rich, the rich uh, tech snippets, which is like the you know, when you search for something, you, you search for lyrics to a song now, it doesn't bring up, well, it brings up websites for songs, but it now displays, like they'll pull that lyric off someone else's website because they want to keep you on Google because that's how they make money from the ads. Oh. Um, whereas they used to be about getting people to where they need to go. Um, now they're actually wanting to keep people on the Google website which because the, the longer you're on their website, the more likely you are to click an ad and then they get paid. 
Um, so anyway, we won't go on that rant, but uh, <laughs> this is like list of values, suggested values out of Renee's book. So she's got this from chapter, it's from part two, living into our values. There you go. And yeah, she really talks about how it comes down to like, we've usually got one or two core values and uh, yeah, th- that's a really helpful exercise to do. So that might be a book, Laura, you'd like to pick up um, and work through some of the exercises in that. Yeah. Perfect. I think uh, I think that's pretty much and I think that's really summed it up. And if other people are listening and you're not feeling very successful this year or you're struggling with certain things, then maybe yeah, go through a few of the points we've just mentioned there because um, I think it's – I think 2020 has been a fantastic year to pivot, start again, get rid of things mm-hmm. that aren't working and realign your values, your why, your goals, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, yeah, if you're not in a good place and at the end of the day that's that's on you, it's not on anyone else. So that's where it might be worth really sitting down, reading a book like Brene Brown's or reaching out to other people, doing a survey sort of response like Kyle, starting um, a praise folder or a treasure chest or whatever, whatever you want to do. Um, but I guess, and it's really similar to a lot of things we talk about. I say this all the time that there's only one person that can make you successful and that's you. There's only one person that can make you happy and that's you. And so if you're really struggling with those at the moment, then you know, it, it might be some tough work, but I think you need to sit down and, um, yeah, go over everything because uh, normally those voices in your head are the ones that are uh, saying that you're not successful when you actually are if you look in the right spot. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. that's... It, it's tough because you've been told there's this certain thing that's going to make you happy or make you feel successful and then it's, you know... It, the floor drops out from under you and you realize chasing that is not being helpful. So yeah, the last thing I guess I would say before we go on to right here right now is zoom out from what that, that, that one thing is that you're focusing on that you think you need for success. Zoom out, look at the bigger picture of, of everything that's happening in front of you, which yeah includes the fact that we're in this pandemic that's causing us to feel like stressed, flat, things like that, that then allows you to realize that your clients are also feeling the exact same thing that might be causing some of their their apathy, the reasons why they're not showing up, the reasons why, you know, customers are leaving. That then allows you to zoom in on what on what is important and what and a new thing you can decide that this is what I'm going to call success. This is this is what's going to be success for me. If I can move this needle, if I can help one person stick with their exercise program through this pandemic, that's going to be success. Um, and then go from there. Beauty. I, I love that. And um, as I said, Laura, thank you so much for your question. And if other people are out there and you have a question like this, um, as I said at the start of the episode, we, we can't read your mind and um, we we want to, we do this podcast to help others. And it's very similar to our message that when we get, I know Kyle was so excited when he sent through this voicemail to me, he goes, we've got a question. And, and the reason <laughs> is because we want to help people. We're the same yeah. as everybody else out there. We do this podcast solely for one reason. And they used to help people with, I don't know, ideas, uh, examples and things that we, we've done that have worked and yeah. share our stories that may not have worked. So, Laura, when we do get a question like this, 
it was I don't know, it was like Christmas morning. Like this is the awesome. first sort of one on the that new was platform. Our, like success. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it? So like, yeah. and that's what I mean. That's that's how I gauge success, not by how many downloads we're getting, but if we're getting a, a really valuable question like this and somebody has taken the time to send it through, um, yeah. then I'd say, Yeah, our podcast is going well, Cole. And that and that's what I thought when you sent through that message. So Laura, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Right here, right now. Uh, I'll, I'll kick off today if you like, mate. Yep, all right, perfect. Uh, so what uh, what I'm going to talk about today, and uh, it's very similar, I suppose, to uh, it's going to go, Laura, exactly uh, with today's episode that I've, um, for those who don't know, I've signed a, a, a global book publishing deal with Wiley, uh, and I finished writing uh, the 35,000 words that I had to do this week. And for me, that was talking about my my story. And in that story, Cole, you'll know it better than anyone, but I used to think my success was just on the amount of money I was making and the items I had. And um, the whole process of writing this down on paper, reflecting on it and seeing how I what my values are now and um, where I'm going and, and how that's only just changed in, you know, four and a half years of um, me sort of going through a lot in my life. So um, I think it's, yeah, if, if even if you want to reflect on certain things, write it down. I know reading back over it, uh, it's, yeah, it's been really nice for me. And uh, that's one area that I can see how I've changed and that my values have changed and how I define success for me as a person and um one of the big things in that book is that it's not about the money i'm making it's impact i'm having and the connections i have in my life um so i know that sort of goes on a little bit more of the question laura but for me it's yeah it, it was really nice just to get that on paper kyle um and yeah, wow. as, as long as it, it was a very uh, it was a pretty big process to actually get it all down and writing as we talked about isn't my strong suit but it was also very I was really proud of it and I know that hopefully the editors will make it sound a lot better than uh, my words with a lot of amazings and thas and uh, <laughs> things like that but uh, yeah hopefully um, yeah that that's that's my writing right now books out it'll be out in May 2021 uh, yeah, very excited about that but yeah Laura, my success has changed, um, and with that, I'm a lot happier when I don't just value my worth or my success on money. Mm. Yeah. Wow, what an experience of of like writing all that down. It was. Uh, yeah, it was good, mate. <laughs> it was, I know, like I know I, you might not have – it took quite a while to do it, but, yeah, I don't know. It was just – it was another way of seeing – how everything has changed and then you read back over it and you sit on it and um yeah that, that's sort of like a I suppose this book will be for me like my treasure chest from other people it'll be a treasure chest for myself to see how far I've come and the work I've put in I suppose Kyle so yeah it was yeah. mate it was really yeah, it was a very rewarding process in so many different ways yeah awesome well you mate what's going on um so this week, I thought I'd share this thing I started doing with um, my group of like oldest male friends, like that we grew up next to each other. Two of them are brothers, live next door to them, so I live literally known them since I was born. <laughs> um, we've been doing this. I was going through um, this book actually, Jonathan Fields, who we've had on the podcast a while ago. Oh, it's in the other room. Sorry, guys, can't show you the book. Uh, but it's How to Live a Good Life and it's his book and he's got in there these like 30 different sort of um, 
experiments to improve different areas of your life based on what he talks about, which is like connection, creativity, and what's the other one? Connection, creativity. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I think the other one's mind. We've spoken about today, mate. Yeah, your physical. That's what we've spoken about today. So the other one's like health, (laughs) I think. Yeah, yeah, what we've talked about today. So he's got like sort of 10 10 things for each one. So that might be another book you'd enjoy checking out, uh, Laura. Um, But yeah, one of of them, he talks about these things that uh, originally appeared in a New York Times article called The Questions to Fall in Love. And it's like this psychology or sociology type professor did a um, experiment where he created these 36 questions and then he had like strangers sit down and go through the questions over the period of like an hour or two. And by the end of it, like most of the people said that they trusted and knew this person better than their like longest friends. So I've been looking for ways at the moment to connect with these friends that I can't see physically see at the moment. Uh, and we've been playing, we've been playing around with this app called Marco Polo, which is like, uh, it's designed to replace having a video call with someone. So you, you, uh, leave video messages for each other. You can talk live as well. Uh, if you're both on at the same time. Uh, yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's a cool app. You should check it out, Dale. Um, I think we should cool use it name. for chatting. That's a cool name. Yeah. I Marco love that Polo, name. Yeah. So you send That's a Polo. That's the best app name I've ever heard. That is, yeah. Marco I don't know. The told me about it. I was like, are you talking about the game? You're playing the pool where one person goes around with their eyes closed? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's cool. It's, so, yeah, so we've been using that in like a group chat and I started a new chat and I was like, hey, do you guys want to go through these questions? And I didn't tell them that they're questions to fall in love because I was wearing, you know, they're still male friends and um, we've yeah. done varying degrees of, of uh, self-discovery. So, um, but yeah, that's where, where we just, we just doing question 13 today. And that's been, that's been amazing. Like just the depth it's added to our conversations going through, we just taking turns answering the question and then, some days we discuss it a bit, some days we don't really. Sometimes it's just about sharing. And, um, yeah, it's been really, really cool to, like, I found out things, you know, about these people that I've known my whole life that that I didn't didn't know, that I just had no idea. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, that's been really cool. So, that was do the thing find, I was going to share today. Do you find, yeah, I love that. Sorry to cut you off. Um, do you find that because... It's not face to face, and it's not it's live. People feel more safe to share. It's, it allows that vulnerability to take place yeah. because they're recording it themselves, and it's not. Yeah, like that's what I think about. I think that's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, I think that's helped a lot because, especially for a group of males, to be cliche, but you know, we any as much as we're like a group of nerdy, we're not like a group of like your typical cliche jockey types who you know not that <laughs> like, like they don't have depth like yeah like you but you've got plenty yeah. of depth like so that's why i like hesitate yeah, yeah. to use a cliche but you know i kind of no, you're right, mate. introspective it. type guys um we yeah i think that's helped a lot because i think yeah if we tried to have this conversation sober in person and talk about this stuff it would be a lot easier to hold back but yeah, having the video, even though the video, as soon as you start talking, you're live. 
so you're kind of committed to <laughs> what you say. Uh, yeah. There is, yeah, there is like a sense of, of being able to yeah, think about what you're saying and then and be more reflective because you're not distracted by like watching other people's reactions. But then it's really cool to be able to see my friend talk about this and actually see the expressions on their face and see, cause especially because yeah. that's the kind of person I am. Like I take in the whole, you know, I'm using my hands right now. Like I take in everything when I hey, talk to someone, not just the words, <laughs> not just the words that they use. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, that's been really um, cool. So you can find those questions as a New York times article. I'll, you can Google it. It's like questions to fall in love or, or I'll, um, I'll link in the show notes too. And uh, it's designed to be done one-on-one with someone, but we've adapted for a group and it's, it's also worked fine. That's um, I, I really like that. And I know it's going off topic a little bit, but I find um, as males that face-to-face, you only really open up if something horrific's happened or, you know, yeah. you've had a lot of beers and then it doesn't have any meaning anyway. Um, so yeah. I think the way you're doing that, that's, probably the right way to do it if it makes sense because it allows deep sharing to take place in a safe space yeah yeah and i think that there's so many questions that's the other thing you sometimes in my male to male relationships i'll have that brief moment where where you connect on something deeper but then it moves on to something else but with this we're doing like one question a day and it's keeping, and we've got a separate channel where we can have all those like more surface f- interactions being silly and stuff like that. But yeah, this this group channel we've got is like just for this uh, topic. So it's it's allowing us to keep building on top of that depth. And it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see like, you know, at the end of like the month and a bit. Um, and that'll be around the time we'll, we'll finally get to catch up again. Like, uh what difference Fingers it makes. Crossed, mate. Don't, Fingers don't crossed. say anything yeah, too yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm hanging out. Uh, yeah, I know. Everybody's, mate. Let's not talk about that, though. I it's like, I'm hanging out so, for, for um, you guys. I mean, I'm not even in it, but I'm hanging out to see all you guys. <laughs> uh, oh, no, we're going well, mate. And everyone else in Melbourne, I... Uh, Doing well. Keep fighting the fight that we're all on. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle, thanks for today's episode, mate. And Laura, thank you for your question. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we we did it justice. I think we did. I'm, yeah. I'm happy with that. I think that's successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if you, for anyone else who has questions, head to leadyourtribe.co, scroll down, uh, and we use this cool tool called Video Ask so you'll be able to, like, uh, have an interaction with me and ask your question and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Awesome. All right. Farewell. Dale's gone silent on me. Sorry, mate. I'll say bye-bye. I haven't clicked stop yet. I thought we're done. Oh, sorry. See you guys. Until next time. See you later. <laughs>